Hey y'all, and welcome back to the Rhythm Section, brought to you by the Mind Refinery. I'm your host, Copeland Blair. This week, Cal and I are talking about the 63rd Annual Grammy Awards, the winners, the losers, and the relevancy of award shows in general. We hope you enjoy it. And if you like what you hear, remember to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get into the show. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Rhythm Section. I'm joined by my co-host, the man with the most, Kyle Bodanis. Kyle, how are you doing? It's a beautiful day in uh, Toronto. Uh, I'm feeling good. Life feels good, minus uh, an ongoing global pandemic. I'm good. I I feel great. And how do you feel about award shows? Because that is what we are going to be discussing on this episode. I think my general thoughts, whether you're listening uh, to Screenworthy or to the rhythm section, my general thoughts on award shows are fairly evident. I don't like them. I feel that they often miss the mark. And we don't even really kind of know what the rubric is for how they make decisions, to be honest with you, especially like the Oscars and, you know, the Grammys. I'm just kind of like, how do they make these choices? How do they assess this? For me, there needs to be a better way to celebrate art and music and film for that matter. These award shows feel more like political situations rather than, you know, really loving the art form. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, and yes, if you haven't guessed on this episode, we're going to be talking about the 63rd annual Grammy Awards. So in 2021, they've been pushed back. So they ended up airing March 14th. Due to COVID, we had Trevor Noah hosting, Beyonce leading the pack with nine nominations, Dua Leaper, Taylor Swift, and Roddy Witch all behind her with six nominations. So let's get into the show. The four major categories technically in the Grammys are Record of the Year, Album of the Year, and Song of the Year, and Best New Artist. Um, This year, they moved it from the, you know, Staples Center. So this year was held at the LA Convention Center. Um, And then they did some updates too to the categories. So we had the Best Urban Contemporary Album, as it's used to be called, and it was renamed the Best Progressive R&B Album. Best Rap Sung Performance has been renamed the Best Melodic Rap Performance. The Best World Music Album has been renamed the Best Global Music Album. And the maximum number of releases has been removed from the category of Best New Artist. Do you think there should be a maximum number of releases for Best New Artist? Like, we look at Kei Trinata being nominated in that category this year. Well, that's what I was just about to comment on, because, like, it was quizzical for me that uh, I hadn't realized that the maximum number of releases had been removed. To me, that doesn't make any sense because how would you dictate what a new artist is then? Yeah, I think that that is like a really hard thing to do. But, you know, with music, because there's not as standard barriers to entry in the same way as, you know, other kind of industries and, you know, film, I think falls in the same thing where it's like, you can make a bunch of movies, but until you make a movie on a certain level, all those movies that you did before don't really count to people. I guess that makes sense, too, because like if you're producing your own album, like if I write an album in my basement right now and then all of a sudden I get to put a professional album like three years from now that could be, you know, adjudicated by the Grammys, then they would consider that the best my new my, you know, me as a new artist. Yeah, because I think it's like you're kind of breaking into the mold or, you know, you're being seen at a, on a wider scale. You know, even if, you know, you have a bunch of fans that are 
checking out all your work and are around for that, it doesn't really count to them because they are the industry. Yeah, I mean, like, I guess it kind of makes sense. I was like, like with the whole Catronada thing, because 99.9 came out and that was a legitimate album. In fact, that was on a lot of major publications, best of lists at the end of the, you know, at, at the end of the year, I think it was 2016, 2017. Could be wrong. Um, I can't quite remember. Uh, but 99.9 was a big album and it was really good. Like, that's where kind of get it, because, like, I think the criteria we've just discussed, 99.9 covers that. I think so as well. I, I think an album like 99.9 is widely regarded as a great album, and publications, because of the internet, are able to move much faster uh, pace than they used to be. But then institutions like the Grammys and these big boards and these big, you know, corporate machines move a lot slower, I think. I think that they kind of take time to assess stuff and recognize stuff for what it is. And it helps when Catronada is signed to a major label. And then they're like, oh, okay, well, we get it now. It's, you know, major label. It's entered in all the correct systems. It's marketed. There's teams behind it. You know, there's a worldwide campaign behind it. That changes the focus and the way that they see the art. So what do we think about the Grammys in 2021? What's their relevancy? You know, how do they fit into music i mean they somehow uh remain to be relevant uh, because i think you know when you're going through the major label system at the end of the day they want some kind of accolade and the biggest accolade other than sales they can get is a grammy it's like it justifies almost the existence of the art which i mean i kind of completely disagree with i think the grammys in general are tone deaf I thought that this year though they actually handled the pandemic situation well from a like presenting of the awards and i mean there's some really really cool performances like little baby's performance really stands out as something that was um amazing in it and um i kind of swayed me into you know kind of really appreciating appreciating him more but i i i think that they will always to an extent remain relevant even though i don't think they should be because i mean we're gonna probably talk about the weekend but the weekend had one of the biggest albums of the last year and it didn't really turn up anywhere. So then how are we judging it? Should Abel feel bad and like his art isn't recognized because it wasn't nominated? Like, I don't think like, I, I don't think so. I don't think that it should be used as something to justify, you know, the existence and the, 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 the importance of art. So it's, it is relevant, but it, whether it should be is a question. And for me, that's a firm no. Yeah, I think that a lot of people want to kind of get into the the realm where they're divested from these award shows and, and they don't matter and they don't get to set the tone for what is relevant. But I think at the end of the day, this is the, the system that we have for yeah. scoring music and, you know, awarding music. And there are tons of other award shows and tons of other ways to, you know, hold music up. But when you're working with an artist and when you're like writing a resume for an artist these things matter like nominations matter for prices that you get for bookings for tours for show appearances like the whole, there's a whole industry that's based around the grammys that you know when you get someone gets nominated then you see them ending up on the fallons the colberts like all these late night shows you you get like a lot more bookings you get more access to doing commercials and stuff like that it's still like a stamp of not authenticity because the Grammys don't hold that, but it's more of a stamp of like recognition. And I think that for that reason, they're 
forever going to matter like that because like as long as we exist in a major label system you know what i mean primarily then they are going to matter and there's not really anything you can really say about that because you're completely right yeah and like when you look back at history too it's like they've always kind of got things wrong in the past but you can still talk about the albums that are you know grammy award winning albums or grammy nominated albums and that matters i think to artists at the end of the day because it it somewhat legitimizes the music industry like the work of music in people's eyes right it's like if you are working with a grammy nominated artist on a song that matters you know that says something to people for for me i can never avoid the personal bad taste leaves in my mouth but uh, but my question then is like what is the larger what is the larger um you know industry stamp of approval then because i mean at the end of the day there's one pretty much for every art form whether it's like polaris prizes it's you know what I mean? Uh, Governor General's awards, these kind of things. You know what I mean? Across literature and that kind of stuff. There's always something that um, that is part of the hierarchy of whatever kind of art or medium you're putting out. I think yeah, there always is going to be that standard of excellence. And you know, when you make the comparisons to sports, you have like you know the championship awards, and like this is the closest that music has to that. And it holds all that importance within it. So would you say like in terms of like we've talked a little bit about. The Grammys getting things wrong. Obviously, the the big snub to the weekend, which we'll get into a bit later. Would you say that they can compare to the Oscars in terms of like getting awards wrong or missing nominations and stuff like that? It's more egregious than the Grammys because everything is super subdivided into genre. Whereas, like with the Oscars, it's divided into more um, formats or mediums, if you will, because like you have documentary. Um, you have, f- you know, foreign film or whatever they're calling it now, world film. I can't remember. Like, for example, and I'm sure we're going to get into this, too. Like, you have Alfredo, um, Freddie Gibbs album with Alchemist. And that was the most talked about kind of rap album of the year in terms of just being good. Everyone's, you know, everyone's all over it. Everyone's loving it. It's all over social media. You know, songs are turning up on playlists on both i on both iTunes and on, uh, sorry, on Apple Music and on Spotify. Like, it was very much, the videos were cool. Once again, uh, Freddie Gibbs is kind of a tastemaker of this eclectic, classic throwback hip-hop. And I think that that should have been an obvious choice, given the, its standing, but because everything's divided into genre, like you're not trying to pull anything else in. You're not trying to put in that in the rap category like folklore versus it. You know what I mean? So with with uh, Oscars, they kind of I feel like they have their own issues that are separate from the Grammys. But like with music, music is more omnipresent than film is just because you have to, you know, you got to watch a movie. But you can you hear songs in the stores, you hear songs uh, on commercials, you hear songs and TV shows, you hear songs on the radio. Um, sometimes they'll slip into playlists. Maybe you listen to them a couple times and then it'll start cycling through, you know, your Spotify. They're all over the place. And you can always tell when a song is like hit that critical mass, especially, you know, when we're talking about the summer and certain music, you know, that that, that all of a sudden becomes all over the place. So I think music is a lot more omnipresent than film is just by way of how it's consumed. So I think that the Grammys is probably like the the decisions they make are ridiculous. I always go back to Jethro Tull winning metal performance. You know what I mean? Um, like that kind of thing. Another thing we'll probably talk about, like the whole Macklemore, um, beating, 
uh, Kendrick Lamar. Like, these were a little bit more obvious choices. Whereas, like, some of the best actor choices and the best, you know, you know, female actor choices, they're a little bit more, you know, they're, they're a lot harder to judge, I think. With that said, Oscars make huge fucking, you know, issues too. Like, for example, Shakespeare in Love over Saving Private Ryan. You know what I mean? That there was a cultural shift uh, in the way war movies are kind of put together when Saving Private Ryan came out. And so, like, it, it, it's really how is it affecting the culture and how is it affecting that? I think it's easier to determine that in music than it is in film. Yeah, I think you make a good point there. And I think something to be said for that is that, like, music is much more easily digestible. Like, it takes time to watch, like, some of these epic films, some of these two-hour yeah. films, some of these art house films. And it's harder to, to judge those or, or, you know, against, like, a Hollywood $100 million film compared to, like, an entity that, like, you know, steals the heart or steals the scene. But with music, like, you can listen to a song, and even if you don't like the song, it's usually, like, three minutes of like oh what i'm not liking this for three minutes compared to like three hours so i think that i would call like let's let's get into alfredo a bit and and Nas's winning for king's king's disease because i think that is an important moment to talk about and i think it's it's a kind of a weird moment as well because i would i'd probably call this Nas's training day equivalent to denzel's oscar that he got for yeah training he should have won for denzel should have won for the fucking hurricane you should uh, one for Malcolm Malcolm X or her or Malcolm you know, X, yeah, yeah, a, cu- a couple, a couple other ones. Whereas like Nas got his first nomination in '97. Whereas you know, I think that the Grand the Grammys have had a hard time with rap music and also with black artists being nominated for the major awards. So I do think we talked about King's Disease. What do you think about King's Disease, and how do you think it compares to Alfredo? When we reviewed King's Disease, I don't think our consensus was that it was bad. It's just the problem with Nas is, again, you're always, you know, running against your own shadow. He has some very heavy hitting albums and he has one of the one of his albums. His first album is arguably the greatest hip hop album of all time. So it's like, how the fuck are you going to compare to that? So like with Nas, it's difficult to judge his work. This album was good. It was Hit Boy, I believe, who produced this. Yeah. Hit Boy. Yes, Hit Boy. So, I mean, first of all, Hit Boy is incredible. Uh, And there was lots of moments I enjoyed on this album, but Alfredo from start to finish is incredible. You know, once those, those guitar lines come in on 1985, and it starts moving throughout it. It's just very epic and very dramatic. And it's throwback at times. It's progressive at times. And I think that him and Alchemist were just so simpatico on it. And not and you know what I mean? Like, again, Hip Boy is a great producer. I think I'm sure him and Nas were simpatico. I just think that this partnership worked a lot better. When King's Disease won, there was like the reaction on Twitter was like, how the fuck did that even happen? Because everyone should have was expecting kind of a win for Alfredo because that album was kind of with everybody all year and everyone was kind of listening to it, picking tracks from it. I, you'd hear it in cars. I was really surprised. I was actually surprised overall that it didn't do better on the year end lists, just what the reception was. But King's Disease, decent album. Alfredo, my opinion, one of the best albums of the year. Like that's, that's the difference. Do you feel like a written testimony by Jay Electronica is kind of left out of this conversation a little bit? Yes, that was a really good album. 
Like that's a like that's a really 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 good album. We didn't talk about it this year. Um, I mean, I'm trying to remember when it came out. It was a little bit more towards the beginning of the year, was it? Or am I completely yeah. off by that? I think it was like around the spring. Yeah, uh, yeah. I thought it was like if, March or April or some like, shit. Yeah, it was like an early pandemic album. It had a really good flow. It was definitely up my alley from a hip hop standpoint. J Electronic is really good. Oh, it actually dropped on uh, March thirteenth. So March thirteenth, like, right yeah. Be get before the pandemic kind of started. So I yeah, got lost in that. Yeah, I got lost in the shuffle a bit, and it's it's great. It's a great album. I recommend anybody, everybody listen to it. I think it was one of the best hip hop albums of the year as well. That would have been, I don't think it should have beat Alfredo, but I think that album was better than King's Disease as well. I don't think King's Disease, again, I, I think your assessment of this being your his training day Grammy is completely correct because, you know, I think he's been kind of like the Susan Lucci of the, uh, of the Grammy situation, but it was... That album isn't the one he should have been nominated for. Yeah, I think I agree. But I, I also think that, like, you know, Hit Boy, after the, the year producing that he had last year, like, we both, I think, put him on our best producer of the year list. I think he needed something to solidify that. And I think, you know, him getting this this Grammy kind of speaks to that. And then also, how many more albums is Nas going, going to, you know, put up that can compete for this award? Well, I, I think my argument for that is then why wasn't he nominated for producer one of, as one of the producers of the year? And I think that that is a hundred percent a great because that argument. for because that for me would have made a lot more sense because I mean because of just like the breadth of what he was able to put out. I mean, like he he was on so many good albums, uh, and even just like tracks, you know, like so why isn't he coming up as producer of the year? Listen, Flying Lotus, great producer. Dave Cobb, good producer. Dan Auerbach from the Black Keys. This guy's all over everything. Jack Antonoff, Andrew Watt. I'm probably putting Hit Boy over Dave Cobb. Yeah, I think I think I would easily replace uh, Hit Boy with Dave Cobb uh, you know, in that. Yeah. Year, so, so like, so why isn't that? So where is Hit Boy on that? And then I'm wondering, just like, where is the respect for his work with like Benny the Butcher and like that kind of stuff? Yeah, and I think that like kind of speaks to some of the out of touchness by the academy here where it's like how is he not even re uh, recognized at all for his work and like the only way he's going to get that that grammy for his work is kind of in this grammy that that nas gets which is like a kind of makeup grammy and i think you know i saw a mixed reaction because i saw a lot of people who were very happy for nas too right like it was this kind of thing like it's about time for nas but it, it really wasn't about nas at the at the moment because it was like okay well this is somebody who we thought you know put together this album that needed to be recognized and i think in some form and fashion that uh freddie gibbs even getting nominated was a huge accomplishment for him because he's been someone who's put in a lot of work as well to yeah. get to this point where he's you know finally recognized by the industry after, he was dropped you know, from his label at one point yeah like he's like a decade in like he's had how many different label situations yeah and just now he's receiving his first kind of nomination and I, I hope to see him back in this category again in the next couple of years his reaction was classy about it though like you could tell he was happy to be nominated and just didn't give a fuck because remember there was those videos of him on the on that patio where he was like well i lost the award but i've never lost in court and then everyone just started yeah. laughing and shit like it was, was so hilarious. it was so fucking funny and and that's you know what i i feel like that's the reaction I'm sure he would have loved to win, but at the end of the day, Freddie Gibbs is going to do what Freddie Gibbs does. 
and the Grammys don't change that. I don't, I don't think you can be mad at losing to Nas either, though, if you're Freddie Gibbs. Like, at least like it's a, someone with the breadth of work. Yeah, like, if, if like, there's, I don't know, like, there's a, f- I don't want to, like, throw D-Smoke under the bus, but, like, if he was losing to, like, D-Smoke or, like, I don't know, somebody else, like, then it's kind of like, okay, this is, like, way out of whack. The Benny the Butcher album should have been nominated instead of that, D-Smoke. I, I, I agree, I agree, and I think that, that is kind of gets down to like some of the recording academy politics. Well, I don't think they know anything about rap. I'd like just to finish to die. I, I don't really think they understand hip hop in general. Yeah. And I think that kind of, you know, also comes back to, you know, how these bodies are made up and, and who gets to vote, because I think that speaks to like who gets nominated in there. So people have said for years that these awards are, you know, sometimes not accurate don't reflect the best artists for the various categories. You know, we're going to obviously reference the Macklemore, uh, Macklemore's project, the heist beating, um, good kid, mad city, Kendrick's mad magnum opus. And that I think is, you know, really emblematic of, of a problem there because years later, far removed from the situation, you know, take Macklemore out of it, take Kendrick out of it. What, what album between those two are we talking about? And I think the only time that we're referencing the heist is when we talk about this hit, it winning an award over Kendrick's album, because I don't think that album really has any relevancy or staying power within the genre that it won in. No, I thought the Grammys felt they were being progressive just because of the messaging, which was good, which was a po- very positive uh, coming from it. It's just the problem is Good Kid, Mad City is one of the greatest hip hop albums of all time. So exactly. how yeah. so, you know what I mean? Like it's. It is an album that really makes a statement just about youth in L.A. and growing up and what it takes and, you know, coming of age in an environment filled with racism that is very relevant. It was relevant then. It's relevant now. And that's difficult. You know what I mean? It's hard. And I just I think it went over the Grammys heads. I also think in that case, too, you know, there is always been there's a history of the whitewashing of rap whether it's like I as much as I listen, I, I, I go to bad for the Beastie Boys are one of my favorite uh, artists of all time. The first, you know, but there was a lot of, you know, talk of how whether from the Beastie Boys to like Vanilla Ice and that kind of stuff about how like white people had to like interpret hip hop for people. And I think that those mentalities still exist, especially within the Grammys. That's an and Macklemore winning is an example of that because it's just a little bit more of a, you know, it's just a little bit more of a. Or a uh, I would say it's like a, a bit white more friendly. Pal- situ- well, yeah, that's a, a white friendly. Yeah, it's a white friendly, you know, situation, and we've seen that since hip hop began. You know what I mean? And as I said, like the Beastie Boys had one of the best selling uh, rap albums of all time, and that's not their best album. That's not why I love the Beastie Boys. License to Ill isn't why I love the Beastie Boys. You start getting into ill communication and check your head, and that's where, like, my heart swoons for them because they become their own thing. And, but, you know, like, back again, as we said, Macklemore, more palatable. And there's other examples of, you know, these kind of things. I don't know how you correct that problem is the, is the big thing. I don't know how you correct that problem without wholesale changes as to who is going to be selecting these things, which I think is the answer. Yeah, and I, I think that, like, kind of institutional change is important. But I also think, you know, in in itself, doing an award show, inherently unfair. Like, there's always going to be people who miss the mark or, you know, artists from different regions who should be, you know, represented here. 
And I think that's why, you know, there's so many different kinds of award shows. But I think they're ultimately, while music is very subjective, there is a barometer for greatness within music. And it's easy to tell when something is, you know, above average or stands out in within its genre. And this is like across different genres. So I think that like, you know, it becomes a big sting, stinging kind of feeling when like an, an album that like is that good or, you know, rises above isn't nominated or, you know, doesn't win within its category and loses something that like is, you know, average or, you know, doesn't really deserve it or is undeserving. Yeah, I, I think that it's on, you know, often it's on racial lines, especially when it comes to hip hop, but also like just tone deaf from a cultural standpoint. Megan the Stallion is a, is very talented. Like she's she's great, and uh, and like seeing her up there, like she's charming as fuck, humble. She deserves success, and I I like that she got success for that track. Savage is a dope track, but that Phoebe Bridgers album, she really should have won Best New Artist because that album was everywhere. It was on the top of lists. It was just a really 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 good album. Yeah, and I, I think too like. Megan's kind of even a, a a year late to the Grammy party where I think she had a better summer like two summers ago when she was kind of initially starting off maybe yeah. in their eyes. So f- for her to be nominated at this point in her career, well, yes, arguably she is, you know, in her most visible era, uh, WAP came out, you know, broke numbers, you know, had the conservatives mad, had a lot of people paying attention to her. But I don't think she's been producing the best music of her career in this, you know, within the last year so i think to see her get recognition is good but i would love it you know to kind of come a little bit more merit-based and like also i would have liked to see circles by mac miller get nominated yeah yeah i want you to get into that so like what what selections do you think this year were kind of misses for you and that's like either nominations or you know wins well, again, I mean, we've kind of gone over them. I thought Phoebe Bridgers should should have won for Punisher. I think that album is very going to be talked about for a while. Mac Miller with Circles. Like, he's working with John Bryan. John Bryan actually finished the album. And just their collaboration, I was, like, really excited for when I first heard it. Because, like, Mac Miller's been very gradually going from... Because he's very... He's multi-talented. You know, he plays instruments. He loves to write songs. Like, he's just, like, a very gifted individual who, you know, ran into problems in his personal life with drugs. Could happen to fucking anybody. And Circles was this move into this singer-songwriter territory. And that album is just very melancholy and beautiful. And it just really kind of hit a note with me. And it was one of the ones I was... And I felt like, looking back at our year end, I really should have given that more love but you know it's kind of hard to always like remember you know these things you know what i mean you know because like you're, you're trying to put put together these lists and then all of a sudden you're like fuck i forgot that i felt benny the butcher should have been nominated for best hip-hop album for best rap album that album was absolutely incredible with hip boy again i think that would have been definitely a testament to the year hip boys had if he got double nominated uh in the same category I felt that, I mean, we're going to get into this, I'm sure. Uh, I thought Fetch the Bolt Cutters was just really left out of a lot of stuff and left out of the conversation when it was not left out of the conversation in terms of which albums artistically were the best. I mean, I think she won for Shamika, which is a song um, off of uh, Fetch the Bolt Cutters. But yeah, that, 
Yeah, but that album is one of the most inventive that was put out last year. And then also its use of percussion is uh, like is incredible. Yeah, that that album should have definitely had a, a a place to be recognized on the whole. I also wonder too, you know, if they kind of give gave her the uh the win and rock performance kind of like a hey you know, you needed something, but we're going to give it to you here instead of, you know, putting the album where it should be. I think like we talked about earlier, I would have liked to see Hip Boy being nominated for not uh, Best Producer of the Year, non-classical. Um, the big one looming over this whole thing, The Weeknd, no nominations. Yeah, I don't exactly. know how that happened. I cannot explain it to you. It's, I would have it's liked... insane, to be honest with you. It's completely insane. And we'll 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 do a, a, a bigger deep dive into that in a second. I would also have liked to see Roddy Rich get a win here. Um, him getting nominated six times, I think, was you know well deserved. He's been putting out a lot of great music, and I think he's going to be a torchbearer for the next kind of the next kind of iteration of of rap music. Because I think he is he's a pianist. He really understands song structure, song song composure, and I think he deserves something here. But I'd love to see that he was nominated six times. I think I would have given him. Uh, best rap song over Savage for the box uh, just based on me liking the song better I think for best pop vocal album I might have given it to to Taylor Swift's Folklore I know she won for some other things but I have some I, I have thoughts on that because like I don't know if like if you're comparing it if you de-stream it out of a genre I think Folklore was the best album produced last year was the best album from last year. I think it showed massive artistic growth for her. But like Dua Lipa, that's like she really kind of embraces that pop sound. So for me, Taylor Swift winning album of the year made complete sense. But Dua Lipa, for, you know, for best female pop vo- performance, like made did make sense. So do you think that Taylor Swift enters that category based on her previous work of being a pop singer, or is it because pop is this kind of genreless fusion of whatever is popular at some points like i mean pop the term pop obviously means popular music and has a wide umbrella but now it's starting to mean a sound a bit more it's, it, yeah like i think we, we talked about this in an earlier podcast too where like it, in in my mind it's kind of like this anti-genre where you know you hear the term you think popular music but it doesn't quite mean popular music you know it has a, a definition to it but, you know, it's kind of this ever morphing, ever changing definition where, like, you know, there's no black artist nominated in this in this pop vocal album where, you know, Beyonce's out there. She's making pop music, but she ends up in the R&B categories. You know, Drake, Drake won for Hotline Bling and he won in the rap category. And he said, I'm not rapping on the song. What's going on? So, yeah, see, that's one of those quick things that is like is nonsense. He's not rapping on this on this. And that's where like where ears have to come in at some point and like Beyonce should be in pop vocal. Like Beyonce isn't just like a, an R&B artist. Yeah, I, I in fact I don't think she's ever more. been. Yeah. Yeah, cuz she's always been a pop artist who yeah. yes, R&B roots and R&B infusion, but she's making pop music and if anything now more so than ever, she's one of the biggest pop artists in the world. Yeah. And I think it's great that she can win uh Grammys within the R&B space, but like she's bigger than r&b if that makes sense and yeah that's she's not that's not what she's doing yeah right she's, like on, on a very high level she's competing in this pop space and she's been holding down pop music for a long time but she never gets you know to be considered as such yeah 100 percent. i think new artist 
I kind of would have liked to see Kei Tornado win here. And that maybe just be my bias on like, you know, the level of music he's producing. I know he, he got some other awards and that kind of makes sense because sometimes the awards feel like they're kind of like figuring out who to give wins to in certain categories. And like, you know, sometimes when someone wins, they start winning a lot, but I would have liked to see him get new artists because I think he deserves all the recognition because he's been putting in so much work and making such great music for a long time. Yeah. I fucks with Kei Tronada. He's incredible. I've been on the, I've been on his train since 99.9 uh bubba was incredible as well he's also starting to become a very sought after producer his remixes are sick and just anything he puts out i'm just kind of all over and uh, i would have liked to have seen him win 100 percent, even if i'm like question mark i mean like for me again uh if you're gonna have any of them win based on the last year it's phoebe bridgers but like my emotional connection i'm is katronada you know he's a, a incredible artist glad this glad he's a he's a he's a countryman and um you know just generally proud of him in general so what do you what do you think about the posthumous nominees that we got this year so we had pop smoke being nominated nipsey hustle being nominated again uh mac miller notably being left out do you think you know we should have had some more recognition for them i think you know there's this kind of like a good feeling when someone kind of wins an award past you know their life when they're no, no longer with us and i feel like this is kind of one of the last chances for nipsey to win maybe pop smoke will have some unreleased music that kind of comes out again and gets buzzing hopefully uh and mac miller this is his final album we're told so yeah that uh i mean the album shoot for the stars aim for the moon is really good and i would have liked you know to have seen it get a little bit more you know, a little bit more love too. Also, his mixtapes are super awesome. It's really shitty that we lost him because there was, I mean, obviously we've lost a person, you know, who of, of talent and who was putting out really good music. Like I was, that's another album that could have found its way into the, into the best rap category. I think there was definitely better albums, but um, it was great to see that uh, Nipsey Hustle is fantastic. I mean, even like his, the thing with Big Sean on, the the was fantastic deep i think deep reverence could have could have taken uh rap song performance especially that would have been great at first yeah i think that would have been a, a really big moment too um just for nipsey winning there but you know the the awards are what they are i guess and they also i think tend to re reward people who are gonna you know show up and do performances and stuff like that and work with them and i think that kind of leads me into our next point about the weekend because I think a couple of weeks out from the Grammy nominations list, we get, you know, this weekend hosting the Super Bowl or sorry, doing the Super Bowl performance announced that the Grammy nominations come out. He is left off of it. He has an album last year that goes, you know, quadruple platinum. How many countless Billboard awards did he break? Songs of the year, album of the year, top streaming, and he is absent from the awards. What do we think about this? Well, this is where, again, I ask, what is the qualification for being nominated for the for the award? Like, what is, like, if if he's not nominated, then who the fuck should else be nominated? Because he has commercial and artistic success with this, right? Like, it wasn't the most artistically devoured album of the year, but that album, he's fucking doing the Super Bowl, 
He's all over the place. He puts out basically a concept record, which which is awesome. And he's just like really taking control of uh, of his artistic existence. And I just don't know why if he's left off, then why are some of the other people put on? Like this is where I we need a little bit more, not a little bit more. We need a lot more kind of information on how that's chosen because like i know he was talking about like the secret committees and stuff which i would like to hear more of what that question is about because i feel like it's just one big large oblivious committee so the album was talked about it was everywhere i i just don't get it Uh, yeah i I, it's one of those things where it's a head scratcher for me there was talk about you know the grammys are on the same network so they they didn't want him to commit to doing a show for the super bowl and the grammys that seems like some kind of backroom dealing like there's a like I don't know at least ten categories here that this album fits in on. You can put it in pop vocal. You could put it in record of the year, album of the year. It can go. I think he you know ends up beating out somebody. Like he's in a couple of the melodic categories. I don't know why that album gets left off. It doesn't make any sense to me, especially because these like we talked about earlier. This is the industry be-all and end-all award, right? This is the award that you get when you, you know, have made your, your mark and your splash. Like we talked about with Kendrick, with uh, Kechonata, you know, being left off of these awards till now, till he, till he does a major label deal. What, how much bigger than The weekend can you get in, in music? When he was on the Super Bowl, he became the largest artist in the world at the time. The largest, like, and so much. And people talked about that that performance. That performance is, first of all, this guy puts his own money into the performance. Realistically, if you're talking about Super Bowl performances, the only ones you're really saying that could be considered better is, I think, maybe Prince. Yeah. Michael Jackson, the two largest pop stars pretty much of all time. Yeah. That's it. Like he put this guy put what did he put like five million of his own dollars into this fucking setup. Like it created memes. People were just like, "This is one of the best performances I've ever seen." I know that like all the Toronto Twitter was just going crazy. And at the end of the day, you know, Abel Tesfay is a undisputed talent. And like this decision he made to kind of like boycott the Grammys, I'm like totally into that. He doesn't doesn't need that. He doesn't need, if he personally doesn't need that good because his career doesn't it's he's else he's everywhere yeah like i think if you're talking about super bowl it's michael jackson prince beyonce and then and beyonce too yeah yeah and i and and i think that like it also states what kind of level he is on as an artist like those people are all the major pop artists of you know our respective generations so to have him being left off at with his stature, it feels like an intentional blackballing or intentional snub. I really wonder, you know, what the kind of behind the scenes stuff is. Yeah, him going boycotting the awards going forward is really interesting to me. But it's also something that like you can really only do when you get to the point where you've won awards before and you're streaming at that high level. Um, where you can say, I'm not gonna submit anymore to to these awards because I don't need them. And I don't think that is applicable for every artist that is not as big as him to do. I do think it's admirable. And I wonder about these conversations sometimes because they, they only really kind of come up when an artist gets snubbed. And I think a lot of the time they aren't 
really talked about if things kind of go according to plan or, or normally. So when an artist gets snubbed, when there's a big kind of fiasco, I think people get up in arms about it and like as they should. But where are these conversations, you know, on the day to day things when, you know, certain artists get left off who don't have as much profile but have made really good art on on artistic merit? Yeah, it's uh, this is why, I, again, I always push, you know, when it's easier said, you know, from the cheap seats coming from my fucking apartment to ignore this kind of shit. I mean, it's difficult for his label, I'm sure, because the labels are the really one ones who push it. But like he is I mean, he's had a year. And that would have been the icing on the cake, but not necessary. He's he's a uh, he's a global talent. He is the, he's at the top of the 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 industry right now. Yeah, I would I would definitely agree with that. Why do you think that Fiona a- Apple Fetch the Bolt Cutters was left off this this list? Do I don't you, know. Was like was, was like the album too weird? Like I I don't really like for me when I, when that album came out. I listened to it. I it was pretty fucking unabashed about loving it. I'm like, this is gonna probably win album of the year because it just felt like it could do that, and it just I really have no explanation as to why they did it because there wasn't a lot of albums you could argue were better. Yeah, I don't think like there's a couple categories where this album fits in really nicely. She, you know, has. She won an award for her debut. I wonder sometimes with these things if they kind of are selective about giving people awards at a certain time. Like, you know, oh, well, this person kind of needs this award now, you know, because the categories are kind of small. But I think that she really deserved to be nominated here. And like, you know, despite her having a Grammy, like, I think this is also a Grammy award winning album. And she yeah has only won like three grammys so far yeah i'm really surprised by that too uh obviously her first album is incredible it's one of the best debuts that's come out it's a quintessential album from the 90s uh i as i said in a previous podcast i low-key listened to it uh as in grade eight and it, it's it's really good like it's she she's one of our better artists and she's yeah. and she's stuck with the need to make artistic statements yes and i think that's an important thing to do and i think that's hard to do and it's hard to you know separate yourself in that you know like she did win it for the best alternative album which you know against back uh phoebe bridges album Brittany howard and tame impala but i would have liked to see her in in a major category get a, a big award and, and be recognized in that agreed so who do you, who are your favorite winners this year? What albums do you think, you know, undoubtedly deserve the wins, you know, deserve the recognition? Um, and like who are you happy that won? I was happy that Dua Lipa won. I mean, she's very charming. She's talented, you know, she's kind of evolved her sound and I mean, it was great that she that she won. You know, I love that Taylor Swift won for Folklore for Album of the Year. I think that that is spot on. I think it's um, probably the best album that was released last year. It was good. I enjoyed that, um, you know, Megan Stallion won for Savage because I think that, I mean, you and I talked about this in a previous podcast. Like, we don't think that she's doing the best that she can do. That she is more, she has more skill than the album she put out. And I think she just got, she has to just get in with the right, 
you know, producers, you know, get that right relationship that kind of like lets it all out in a very not a safe way. Because that was, I think, our both of our criticisms for it, that it was, you know, that it was safe. Yeah, like I, I think I think that I'm happy for Megan Stallion's win. I think she won a little bit too too much, and I think that like she's going to be putting better music out than this, and she has put out better music than this. So I think that some of the categories I wish some of the other artists won in. Um, I think you know Taylor Swift's win for folklore. You know I don't think they would have noticed it without our review on the rhythm section because we both gave it really <laughs> high cog ratings. So I think, you know, the Grammy board's listening. They'll be reviewing us. I'm happy to see Billie Eilish win. She has, same you know, here. like she's put out really great music. The documentary on her is really good. Um, She's writing it all with her brother in like, they started in a bedroom, which is like kind of amazing. Uh, I'm happy that Nas finally has a win. I don't yeah. know if it should have come at this point, but you know, he's, he deserved it. He's very deserving. He's had a very illustrious career. What did you think of Billie Eilish's speech? What do you think about those whole this whole idea of saying I shouldn't have won? Yeah, like I think you know, t- dating back to the Macklemore and Kendrick thing, and you know, it's happened even before that uh, with Adele. You know, I think the sentiment is kind of nice, but you know, really, it's useless. Like, are you going to give the award back? And I don't know that you know she i don't know that like that was the award that you know megan needed i'm gonna say i'm gonna say say this first of all i thought that billy eilish should have won i think but billy eilish is a more important artist right now than megan the stallion i think billy eilish is going to be it just what she's doing is completely out there completely inventive and i think megan the stallion hasn't yet hit her best stride yet i will say this in 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 regards to like the whole Macklemore thing because I know that there was there is some vitriol about like saying that you know you know it's almost like kind of like patronizing or whatever like are you going to give the award and whatever but I think if there's anybody's if it's anybody's fault it's the Grammy's fault because like think about it if you're Macklemore yeah so like Macklemore was self-aware and he had and I've read interviews with him afterwards because he loved Good Kid Mad City anybody who enjoys hip-hop Anybody who has ears loves it. Exactly. So they, in my opinion, the Grammys being so tone deaf, put Macklemore in a, in a decision where in a, in a situation where obviously Kendrick Lamar should have won. And then what the fuck are you going to say when you get up there? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, and I think that all, all also, if you're like a 17 or 18 year old girl and Megan, the stallion is, seems to be the toast of the, of the Grammys at that, at that point, like, you kind of feel like you maybe some imposter syndrome is there. You know what I mean? I think that she deserved it, but I think that when these, sometimes these artists is just like, well, fuck it. Okay. Like when Adele won one for 25, yeah. she beat lemonade. And I'm just like, listen, we've talked about Adele's numbers. She does the numbers. She, it's ridiculous. She breaks records. Lemonade is the best album of that year. Yeah, I think Lemonade is, you know, heads heads and tails, one of Beyonce's most important albums. I hesitate to say the because I don't know if it is, but it's. I think that was a masterpiece. But you know, twenty five is very very good. Absolutely, like, it's it's nothing to slouch at. So, so it becomes like, what do you think about it? 
as well. You know what I mean? Like, because it's like, how are you, like, how do you perceive your own victory at that point? Like, is it, my big question is, is it an authentic thing? I think with Macklemore, it was pretty authentic. He thought that Kendrick Lamar should have won. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, Macklemore is right. I feel bad for the guy kind of, cause he's going to be forever associated with that. But you know, if the Grammys ever want to, do like a redo awards i'm free to host it we can give the awards <laughs> to the white right people um alfredo can get one good commit city can get one because these are i think there's some albums that you know in in our minds and our hearts are the actual albums that does that have those grammys yeah um and they didn't get it right you know they they messed up that's their problem but we can we can redo it and give it to the right people yeah like with macklemore like really i'm a white rapper and you gave it to me over this fucking album like really? you can give him a song for like thrift shop or something. you can give him like a different kind of award like maybe like a nickelodeon teen choice award or something but i don't know perfect like award for fucking macklemore Te- the nickelodeon teen choice award i'm into it so what did you like i'm also very happy to see burner boy get a win here he you know has kind of that was been really outspoke, great. spoken you know talking about it I, I still think that there is a really big gap between what the grammys do with music that's not north american and you know lat the latin music grammys were kind of response to that but this global music album category i don't know you know what it's doing what the fuck is global music i don't know world music global music they just seem to miss the mark like is it going to be tossed in with like is it gonna be tossed in with some like hungarian pop singer and, and like, that's what it is. Like, like I was reading an article um, with a, like an international producer who was just talking about like the different albums he's worked on. They were talking about reggae, about how you know Bob Marley never got any nominations or awards, uh, but now his family seems to like you know sweep 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 that category every year. And like I would have loved to see Pop Can get get nominated. He put out a fantastic album with OVO yeah. this year. No recognition at all for it there. Well, we should get into it too. Can Kanye West? has won a grammy this year what do we think about that it's for our least favorite album i mean i'm sure i may have enjoyed one of those contemporary christian pop albums more than jesus is king yeah i mean hill songs up there they 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 make good contemporary <laughs> stuff um it's it's cool i don't know i was thinking about it though. i'm like is kanye just gonna be a christian rapper now like I, do you think he submitted in other categories like is this like is this what we're gonna see kanye win like is he just gonna start cleaning up in the christian awards from now till forever because I, he's... I don't know what this divorce did like yeah like you know, know what i mean maybe jesus is less king when you know your wife leaves you and you know what i mean like i don't know what he's if he's coming like how determined is he is he coming out of the corner swinging like what is he going to be because we've never really seen him falter like this no this is this might be like a we might be getting a, a whole new era from him we don't know i'm happy that you know fellow canadian sean leon is gonna get a grammy for this for his work on there you know there was some good production on it i probably won't be listening to it again Kanye can add it to the Grammys that you know live in his toilet. Um, <laughs> That's and, another thing. As far as they gave him a Grammy after this, can you imagine if he got beat by like one of those contemporary Christian artists? And like, come on, this guy's like in a Wyoming studio, just like fucking pounding. Do you away. think he would like rush the stage if it was like Grammys in person and he didn't win in, in this category? 
Yeah, it's just like Jesus doesn't care about black people. <laughs> yeah. He's just fucking going crazy. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I don't know how the, I mean, look how done far we fell. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of those look, like, look at this uh, situ- situations, uh, like how he's, I don't know what his career is going to look like. All I know is, yeah. is that I was also a little happy that Thundercat got a Grammy. Yeah, Thundercat, Robert Glasper, very, yeah. very excited for. Uh, Raphael, um, D- uh, Raphael Sadiq got the Contact Grammy via John Legend. John Legend. How, how do you feel about that? I'm, I'm like not the biggest John Legend fan. He kind of is that just like sanitized mall brand R&B for me now. I know he started with Kanye. I can appreciate him. He's, He's like a less talented baby face. Yeah, like uh, just like very like just... <laughs> boring par for the course music to me now i can't deal with john legend the only like i'm I'm like why why is Raphael sadiq fucking with this guy Raphael sadiq is like awesome i mean get, he probably got a huge check from it and he deserves a huge check i was really excited to see Giveon up there because i think Giveon had a hell of a year you know i didn't know who he was before the drake feature and he rides that feature into like a great album in the summer you know, puts out some great music and, and gets a nomination, which I think is really, really cool. What do you think about Andrew Watt over Jack Antonov for producers? That is an interesting one to me. I'm not, like, I've heard, obviously, Andrew Watt's music. I'm not the most familiar, you know, I didn't listen to the new Ozzy Osbourne. I was going to ask if you did. Have Have you listened to it? Listen, man, I can't deal with solo Ozzy Osbourne. Like, I can't. I'm trying to think of the last time I've listened to a solo Ozzy Osbourne album and like really fucking enjoyed it. Maybe No More Tears, but I'm not the biggest fan of Jack Wild, uh, uh, Zach Wild. Sorry, I'm more like into the loving, uh, the late uh, Paul One Out from my homie Randy Rhodes camp. So I mean, like I haven't listened to one in a long. I mean, he does a lot of different stuff too. Like, um, Andy yeah, Watt. like he's on a boogie here. He, yeah, he's five seconds of summer. Marley Cyrus, Dua Lipa, Sam Smith. Like that yeah. is a pretty wide wide range and encompassing of different genres yeah i wonder if that you know kind of informs of like who they're going to give it to and i wonder if that's also a reason why we won't see you know these these storied hip-hop producers kind of get that until they you know go way left and and produce like a pop album as well yeah like the only non-hip-hop you know, producers who I think are even coming close. Like Dan Auerbach produces a lot of stuff. He's fucking talented as fuck. Like there's no, I mean, debate about that. I mean, the black keys were fantastic. His solo stuff is fantastic. He can produce like a motherfucker, but, um, and then, um, Jack Antonoff, I mean, Jack Antonoff, it's hard for him. Like this guy does pretty fucking well, you know? And, uh, and I guess logically too, if you're the producer who produces the album of the year, then like, you should probably get producer of the year. But like, other than that, it's like, they're not going to give it to, you know, the, 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 you know, the, the straight up hip hop producers. And that's unfortunate too, because they're fucking really good and the best people working in the industry. Yeah. Like, I think like, you know, we're going to see what, like, I think like Lud- Ludwig's like he got what record of the year in 2019 for This Is America song of the year mm-hmm. R&B. I think with Ludwig then or Ludwig Gorsen kind of going into film, but jumping between film and music. If he does another Childish Gambino album, I could see him kind of getting getting one because I could see him doing like some film stuff, mm-hmm. some Childish Gambino stuff, and, and kind of opening that up, and then um that kind of getting him in there and i think that might be the closest we'll see for like a hip-hop ish producer 
getting an award like that. Yeah, because they got to sanitize the music in order to in order yeah. to do it right. Like like Ludwig's situation is a little bit different because like he's a he's already fairly eclectic in terms of what he does. So you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean that's just like a stylistic thing. I mean he's a fucking genius at the end of the day. But like so is Hit Boy. Yeah, I love Boy Wanda to get to get one of those awards. Yeah, I think there's Boy another Wanda's, one too. You know, yeah, done so much. You know, he's kind of shown his his everything he can do. Does Kanye have one for producing? For, yeah, non non classical. Um, trying to think here. If he got one for the only reason I don't know if he did is because I'm pretty sure for, for, because I pretty Pharrell has two. Yeah, so Pharrell has 2014 and 2019. Uh, I don't see one for Kanye dating back. Rick Rubin got one in 2007, so yeah, there's none for Kanye. I think for Kanye, Pharrell it's because he. It, I think it's because like a lot for him, it's producing individual tracks, like off J, you know, off like yeah. Blueprint and stuff. Like there's scattered stuff, but I mean, I feel like they award that category for albums. Yeah, I think that they want like you know your album's probably going to have to be in the album of the year to kind of get that get that nomination it's interesting because i see like a 1985 got a nom in, in 2017 for producer of the of the year non-classical mm-hmm. and connie only got his first one it looks like in 2019 so that, that's interesting to me wow looking forward to 2022 you know we've talked about a lot of music on on this show and you know we're going to be listening to a lot more music who would you like to see nominated next year i don't know gets for world music like yeah, what what category? Because like, I would love to see some of these British acts kind of start to to break the mold and and get some nominees. But like, how would they do that? Like, how are we gonna see English rappers who are putting out really fantastic albums get nominated? Is it gonna be in the world music category? Will Will they put them in? Like, could Hetty One get a nod here? Like, maybe. I think like at the end of the day, they're probably just gonna have to like accept their Brit awards and keep quiet. Unfortunately, yeah, because like this doesn't yeah. have. Like there's there's no recourse for bringing in this like talented group of you know UK rappers who are you know like really kind of genre bending and and doing some really great stuff and I think beginning to give their American um co- you know contemporaries a, a fucking run for their money from a spitting standpoint like these guys can rap like even from just a yeah. pure sense they can fucking rap. So speaking of genre bending, before we go back to that point, I wanted to also highlight the fact that Ice T got his first Grammy here for Body Count. Fucking Body Count? Yeah, I know. I saw that. That was fucking incredible. Body Count's been around for what? Uh, it's been thirty years or something like that. How long has he been doing that project? They played at Lollapalooza in like '91. Fucking Jeez, Body Count, crazy. like it's insane. Like they're get, gaining the ire of Tipper Gore because of fucking, um, you know, because of Cop Killer and shit like that. Like they're right in that. They're, they're 30, maybe 30 Freddie Gibbs should should start a metal band and that'll be the way he gets his, <laughs> his Grammy. That'd be so good. I think for me, if I'm looking forward, uh, I'd like to see Roddy Rich get up there next year. I think we're gonna see, you know, I think the gra- the Grammy categories are gonna be kind of locked up if we if we get the releases that we 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 think we are. Yeah, like you know, Drake. Drake drops this year. So what's the Drake situation? Kendrick drops like? this year. Who else? Like you know, I'm not I'm not holding like, my breath on Kendrick like- Lamar. You don't think so? No, I want, I, think, I want, I, think this is... I want him to like really badly, but I'm hope, but I don't know. I'm trying not to get my. I, I don't, I don't think we'll go from like what was the last album? 2017 
yeah. to 2022 without an album. I, I don't see that. I think Kendrick will give us something this year. I hope so because you know so like again like we talked about Land Del Rey as well. We are going to be talking about that uh, likely next week. So I'm not sure. Why, I like it, it depends how that kind of thing uh, unfolds. I mean I haven't read any of the reviews for it so far, uh, but I mean it sounds like people aren't hating it. I mean they just kind of hate her. So we'll see. And it's the single. You know, it's it sounds pretty fucking stripped down. So I'm I'm wondering how that's gonna affect it, like the change in sound uh, from what she normally does. Well, on that note, I think I'm gonna wrap things up. Kyle, thank you so much for joining me. Absolutely. Look forward to talking with you soon. We will be back with more rhythm section. Thank you for listening.